Okay, this is Life Coach David. Thanks for listening to the Law of Attraction podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you've listened to previous podcasts, I hope you really enjoyed them and that you're getting a lot out of them and using the information in your own life so that you can live your life from a Law of Attraction point of view for real. Because when you really do that and you really get how to do that, it only gets better. It cannot help but get better. And I wanted to start today's podcast with a quote from Esther Hicks, Abraham. The law of attraction is always consistent. What you are living is always an exact replication of your vibrational patterns of thought. The law of attraction is always consistent. What you are living is always an exact replication of your vibrational patterns of thought. That's a very powerful quote and very important to get. Like the law of attraction is always consistent. It's a law, you know, like the law of gravity. Any time of day, any day of the year, you can drop a ball and it's going to fall to the floor because of gravity. And the same is true with the law of attraction. It's responding to us every day, all day long. And it's up to us to determine what vibration we're putting out. What you're thinking about causes you to feel a certain way about it, and that feeling is also known as a vibration you're putting out, and that's what the law of attraction is responding to, and saying, okay, you're thinking that way about something you want? Okay, here's more of that. But it's up to you to think about what you want in a positive way with a positive expectation. So when the law of attraction says okay, it's lining everything up for you to manifest that. Instead of the opposite, you know, a lot of times people think about things that they want, but they're thinking about it in a way that's preventing it from coming. They're thinking about why is it taking so long or it seems so hard or law of attraction doesn't work because I've been trying to manifest something and it hasn't happened yet. Like all those resistant thoughts are low vibration and law of attraction is saying okay to that too. That's what you have to get. Whatever you're thinking, law of attraction is saying okay. So when you're in fear, worry, and doubt about something, then you're setting yourself up to attract more of that. And you know, like thoughts attract like thoughts as well. So the more you think about something in a low vibration way, fear, worry, doubt, the more thoughts are going to come in that support that. The more thoughts along those lines. But the same is true in the opposite. When you switch your thinking and you become more positive about what you want and you have more of a positive expectation and you think about how wonderful it will be and get into the feeling of it, then more thoughts come in in the more positive way. So it's always very important to think about what you're thinking about and how you're thinking about it And if you need to improve it, then improve it. And before we continue on with Money and the Law of Attraction, written by Esther and Jerry Hicks, if you want to have powerful Law of Attraction coaching with me, my coaching is held over the phone, so it doesn't matter where you live. Just go to lifecoachdavid.com or just email me at david at lifecoachdavid.com. If you're thinking about it, I always offer a first free mini session. And I do that because that way we can talk to each other. We can see if there's a good rapport. You can tell me what's going on in your life. I can give you some information in the moment. And then we take it from there. So let's get on with today's reading from Money and the Law of Attraction. 
And this section is called, Welcome to Planet Earth. Abraham says, If we were talking to you on your first day of physical experience, we could be of great advantage to you because we would say, Welcome to Planet Earth. There is nothing that you cannot be or do or have. And your work here, your lifetime career, is to seek joy. Your lifetime career is to seek joy. You live in a universe of absolute freedom. You are so free that every thought you think will attract unto you. As you think thoughts that feel good to you, you will be in harmony with who you really are. And so utilize your profound freedom. Seek joy first, and all of the growth that you could ever imagine will come joyously and abundantly unto you. But this is not the first day of your life experience. In most cases, you are reading this long after you have been convinced that you are not free, and that you are unworthy, and that you must prove through your action that you are worthy of receiving. Many of you are currently involved in careers or work that you do not find pleasing but you feel that you cannot just walk away because the financial repercussions will cause even greater discomfort than what you are already experiencing. Many others who do not currently have work that is producing income feel the discomfort of having no means of support or promise for future security. But no matter where you are currently standing, if you will make a decision to look at the positive aspects of where you are right now, you will stop the offering of resistance, which is the only thing holding you apart from what you desire. You do not have to go back and undo anything or beat up on yourself for what you have not yet accomplished. If you could, in essence, regard this moment as the beginning of your life experience, doing your best to resist the bad feeling, resistant thoughts of unworthiness or resentment that often surround the subject of money, your financial picture would begin to change right now. You only have to say, here I am on the first day of the rest of my physical life experience, and it's my dominant intent from this moment forward to look for reasons to feel good. I want to feel good. Nothing is more important to me than that I feel good. And that's the end of that section. And that's why when people talk about the law of attraction and vibration and keeping yourself feeling as high vibration as possible, which is like saying feeling as good as possible, is because whenever we want something, whatever that is, it's because we think it's going to make us feel good. So that's why they say nothing's more important than that I feel good because the more you deliberately keep yourself feeling really good, the more you're going to attract circumstances and experiences that feel really good. So it's a win-win all around. And this next little section is called, Most Important is Feeling Good. And Abraham says, Often there are things in your work environment that are not conducive to feeling good. And often you believe that your only chance of ever really feeling good is to get away from those negative influences. But the idea of quitting and leaving does not feel good either because that could cause a lapse in your income when things are already financially tight. So you continue on unhappy and feeling trapped. If you could stand back a little bit and see your career not as work that you are doing in exchange for money, but as the expenditure of your life experience in return for your joyful experience, 
then you would realize that many of the thoughts you think and the words you speak are not in alignment with that quest for joy. If you will say, nothing is more important than that I feel good, you will find yourself guiding yourself in different thoughts, words, and behaviors. The simple exercise of deliberately looking for positive aspects of your current work and the people who work there with you will give you an immediate feeling of relief. And that relief will indicate a shift in your vibration, which means your point of attraction has shifted. Once that occurs, the law of attraction will cause you to rendezvous with different people and will even cause you to have different experiences with the same people. It's a sort of creating from the inside out rather than the outside in action version that never works. From your simple but powerful premise of deciding that you want to feel good, things will begin to improve in dramatic ways. And that's the end of that section. So let's make a pact. Who's ever listening to this, let's just focus on feeling good. Let's just focus on thoughts that feel good. And when we catch ourselves thinking about thoughts that don't feel good, let's realize that and think about whatever that is in a little bit better way. Let's change to thinking of only thoughts that feel good as much as possible. So let's do that starting now and let me know how that goes for you. And now let's get back to the next section, which is called, What is Holding Back My Career? And Jerry asks, What would you say to those who are moving toward their first field of employment or are making a career change and are considering things like income or growth potential, product or service demand, and so forth, in trying to decide what direction to take? And Abraham responds, The life you have already lived has caused you to determine the details of the experience you are looking for. And the perfect situation is already lined up for you. Your work right now is to not get out there and find the perfect set of circumstances, but instead to allow the unfolding of the circumstances that will lead you right to a position that satisfies the myriad of intentions that you have come to through your life experience. In other words, you never know more clearly what it is that you do want than when you are living what you do not want. So not having enough money causes you to ask for more money. An unappreciative employer makes you ask for someone who appreciates your talent and willingness. A job that asks very little from you causes you to desire something that inspires more clarity and expansion through you. A job that requires a long commute in traffic gives birth to a desire for work that is closer to where you live, and so on. We would like to convey to anyone looking for a change in their work environment, it is already queued up for you in a sort of vibrational escrow. Your work is to align with what your past and current experiences have helped you identify that you want. It may sound strange, but the fastest way to an improved work environment is to look for things in your current environment that make you feel good. Most people do exactly the opposite by pointing out the flaws and where they stand in an effort to justify an improved environment. But since the law of attraction always gives you more of whatever you're giving your attention to, if your attention is upon unwanted things, 
then more unwanted things are on the way as well. When you leave one situation because of the unwanted things that are present, you find the essence of the same unwanted things in your next environment as well. Think and speak of what you want. Make lists of things that are pleasant about where you are. Think excitedly about the improvements that are on the way to you. De-emphasize what you do not like. Emphasize what you do like. Observe the universe's response to your improved vibration. And then Jerry asks, So in other words, unless people now focus on what they do want and get their focus off of what they don't want in their current or previous position, they'll just continue to, in some form, recreate a negative situation? And Abraham responds, That is absolutely correct. No matter how justified you are in your negative emotion, you are still messing up your future. Most of you have given enough thought to what you want to keep you happily busy for 10 or 20 lifetimes, but your manifestations cannot get to you because your door is closed. And the reason that your door is closed is because you are so busy complaining about what is or busy defending where you now stand. Look for reasons to feel good, and in your joy, you open the door. And as you open your door, all of these things that you have said, I want, can then flow in. And it is our expectation that under those conditions, you would live happily ever after, which after all is that which you have truly intended as you have come forth into this career of physical life experience. But then Jerry says, through my early years, while we lived on a series of 40-acre farms in Oklahoma, Missouri, and Arkansas, I did many different things to earn money, all of them very hard work and none of them fun. From picking berries to raising and selling chickens, to planting, harvesting, and selling tomatoes, to chopping and selling firewood. I earned quite a bit of money for those times, but I didn't enjoy my work at all. Then during my high school years in New Orleans, I worked at another series of non-fun jobs as a roofer, a sheet metal mechanic, and an elevator operator. The first job I had that was any fun at all was being a lifeguard at Pancaran Beach. I guess I was like most others around me, and it didn't occur to me that fun and earning money could coincide. During the time I was doing all that not fun, very hard work, I was doing fun things after work. I got together with other kids in the park at night and played my guitar, and I sang at church and in the choir with the New Orleans Opera. I led a Cub Scout group, performed acrobatics, and volunteered as a teacher of gymnastics and dance. I did many wonderful fun things, but I didn't earn money from any of them. However, once I became an adult, I never again worked very long at anything I didn't enjoy. Instead, I became self-employed, and those things I've been doing free for fun, I just kept doing, but then I started receiving money in return for performing them. I hadn't been training for or planning for a career in music or singing or dancing or acrobatics, but then the Sheet Metal Workers Union called a strike, and while I was out of work, a man at the YMCA gym asked me to join El Gran Circo de Santos y Artigas in Cuba as an aerial bar performer. 
And so I didn't go in the secure direction in roofing and sheet metal that my father wanted me to plan for. It paid a steady wage and I was trained for it and was very good at it even though I disliked so much about it. But as a result of the unwanted union strike, I turned easily in the direction of what then became a truly joyous life of adventure and earnings. I began as an acrobat with the Cuban circus and then stayed in show business in one aspect or another for over 20 years. And Abraham responds, Hear how the details of your life clearly demonstrate the things we've been offering here. Do you see how those early years of working so hard at things you did not enjoy helped you to not only identify what you did not want, but also helped you to determine what you preferred? And even though you were working as a teenager still at things you did not enjoy doing, you were spending a great deal of your time, every spare minute really, doing those things that you really did like very much. So the two parts of your equation for joyful creation were in place. The hard work caused you to ask, your time playing music and doing the gymnastics and such that you love put you in a chronic place of allowing. And then through the path of least resistance, the universe delivered to you a viable path to get the freedom, growth, and joy that you wanted. Because of the intense unpleasantness of those early years of very hard work, you were one of the few who was strange enough or weird enough or different enough to allow yourself to seek your bliss. And that led to many things that you had come to desire. Most people feel a stark difference between the things that they want to do and the things that they believe they have to do. And most have put anything that earns money in the category of the things I have to do. That is why the money often comes so hard, and that is why there is usually not enough. If you are wise enough to follow the trail of good-feeling thoughts, you will discover that blissful path will lead you to all things you desire. By deliberately looking for positive aspects along your way, you will come into vibrational alignment with who you really are and with the things you really want. And once you do that, the universe must deliver to you a viable means to achieve your desires. And then Jerry says, well, for example, Esther and I have no intention of receiving income for our work with you, Abraham. We were really enjoying learning from you, and we were thrilled by the positive results we were personally receiving as we applied what we were learning, but it was never our intention for our work with you to become a business. It was an enlightening experience of just plain fun, and it still is fun, but now it has expanded dramatically into a worldwide enterprise. And Abraham responds, So are you saying that as your life experience expanded, your ideas and desires expanded also? And even though in the beginning you were not able to see or describe the details of how things would unfold, because it was fun and because it felt good, this became a powerful avenue to fulfill desires and goals that have been in place long before you met us or began this work. Jerry says, Yes, my original intention of visiting with you was to learn a more effective way to help others become more financially successful. And also, I wanted to learn how to live our lives more in harmony with the natural laws of the universe. And then Jerry says, 
So most of what you might call my careers through the years almost never began as a means to earn money. There mostly been things that I had just enjoyed doing, which ended up earning money. And Abraham responds, Well, that truly is the secret to the success that you have enjoyed for so many years, because you determined early on that feeling good was what mattered most to you. You managed to find a variety of interesting ways to maintain that intention, not realizing at the time that the secret to all success is keeping yourself happy. And I'm going to repeat that one more time. The secret to all success is keeping yourself happy. Please write that down, who's ever listening. Please write that down so you can always have it there. The secret to all success is keeping yourself happy. And then it goes on. Many of you have been taught that your own happiness is a selfish and inappropriate quest and that your real objectives should revolve around commitment and responsibility and struggle and sacrifice. But we want you to understand that you can be committed and responsible and an uplifter and happy. In fact, unless you do find a way of connecting to your true happiness, all of those other quests are usually just empty, hollow words not backed up by any true value. You only ever uplift from your position of connection and strength. People often say, I don't want to work, meaning I don't want to go to some place where I have to do unwanted things to earn money. And when we ask why, they say, because I want to be free. But it is not freedom from action that you are seeking, because action can be fun. And it is not freedom from money that you want, because money and freedom are synonymous. You are seeking freedom from negativity, from resistance, from the disallowance of who you really are, and from the disallowance of the abundance that is your birthright. You are seeking freedom from lack. And that's the end of that section. And for some of us, oh my God, what a great reminder. And if that's new to you hearing that, I just resonate with that so much. And I hope you do too, you know. You are seeking freedom from lack. We just want freedom. We all just want to be happy in all areas of our life. And we can be. And sometimes you have to know how to do that, but it is possible. And there were so many wonderful tips in this podcast. Please re-listen to it. (laughs) And I know I say that a lot in different podcasts, but it's so true. Sometimes you have to listen to it a few times to really get it more. So you can use it in your life. Use these things in your life. So you can be the happiest version of yourself. And we just find out when you're the happiest version of yourself, you're going to easily attract a career that makes you happy, plenty of money, all that you want. Because happiness is a high, high vibration. And like vibration attracts like vibration. So when you deliberately keep yourself feeling really happy slash really high vibration, We can't help attracting circumstances and experiences that match that. So I hope you got a lot out of today's podcast. And again, I have over 10 years experience as a certified law of attraction life coach. So if you want to improve your life in some way from a law of attraction point of view, which I highly recommend, please consider coaching with me. And you can reach me through lifecoachdavid.com. Or just email me at david at lifecoachdavid.com. And the coaching is held over the phone. 
So it doesn't matter where you live. We just have to find a good day and time that works for both of us. And I always offer a first free mini phone coaching session where you tell me about yourself, what areas of your life you like to improve, what you want to attract, you know, whatever it is you think you want coaching for. And we talk about that and I give you an idea of how coaching sessions are. Thanks again for listening. And as I always like to say, choose to have a high vibration day.